This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. If I ever made you angry, girl, just know that it get better over time. She can't see her life without me, she's so blasted Fuck that nigga, you can tell him that you must And she don't wanna go to sleep, she angry Lately she been noticing he ain't me I wish that we can change places Don't want no new, new faces She got my heartbeat racing It's a pretty groovy hater anthem, ain't it? Suck a stroke. Shame to tell my friends. I ain't mean to turn that back up. Nah, man, I like this song, man. This is the Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wayne anthem. Dwayne Wayne at the wedding. Baby, please. Tell me you lying. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. Uh, what was Whitley nigga name? Old ass nigga. Byron. Byron ass. Nigga, get Byron ass the fuck out of here. Go run for senator, nigga. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 155. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Mr. Two Podcasts a Week. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? So Byron turned into B613. And he was angry. <laughs> he left at the office. Hell yeah, he left that Senate job for another government job. What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ruckus, <laughs> aka half of the culture was popping. And this week in culture, y'all know how we get down. We bring y'all a weekly review just to talk about current events and go through everything that's been going on before we get into that snowfall recap later on tonight. So, with that said, want to thank all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rocking with us, pardon me, I was chewing some candy, niggas be in here for like six hours straight, and I be hungry and trying to eat, um, but thank you to everybody who rock with us, thank you to everybody who hit us and let us know, yo, I put mad people onto the pod, yo, my mama be listening to the pod, like, your mom is wild for listening to me and Jay talk shit for three hours a week, man, but tell your mom we appreciate it, and we appreciate y'all, man, how your week been going, Jay? Uh, it's been good, man. I'm still breathing, so I'm still cheesing. You mm-hmm. feel me? Um, I've been getting some shit accomplished. Yeah, you know yeah. Been so, productive. Been yeah. productive. Yeah. Um, that that email you got on the way in here about that, uh, or that that inquiry you got on the way in here. Uh, yeah. That's that's good business coming up, man. You got some good things going on, dog. Glad to hear you having a good week. I'm having an interesting week, man. It's been productive. It's definitely been busy. Um, found out from my doctor today, my, uh, vitamin D is severely low, severely low. Go outside now. So kind of hard, you know, in winters in Michigan to get outside over, you know, the course of a year working from home. But she, um, she hit me up today, gave me my results of my blood test. She's like, everything's good, but your vitamin D, she like the normal levels is like anywhere between 30 and 90. I'm like, okay, that's a good range. You know, where am I at? 
Say your shit at five. Damn, I about to say seven. <laughs> no, my shit at five, and she said it was really close to four. They had to run it three times because it hit four. One of them times said they ran it back, and five became the average. What does so that mean? At, for me, she said it's one of the reasons why. Um, like after sleep. I go to the gym, uh, while my bones are so, she said my bones are super dense with no um no vitamin D, and she said it's one of the reasons why. Like when I go to the gym, certain exercises will never not hurt. Like she was like, they just won't be comfortable. And she was like, do you experience like little pains and shit? I'll be like, yeah, but I think it's just normal workout shit. She like, no, nigga, your bone finna just pop on your uh, brittle ass. So got to get some drugs for that, that she said I'm going to be on for life. Man, just go outside. Yeah. And that's, she was like, unfortunately living in a city like Detroit, we don't get enough sun for me to come back from a five to a 30 to 90. But she was like, take the drugs. She was like, now to just warming up. If you could work out or uh, work from your deck or something like that, when it's nice out, you'll be good to go. So direct sunlight is great. Um, yeah. You can't get the direct sunlight work by a window. Um, but I did, yeah. especially during Corona all last year. I'm Excuse me. I made it a point to go outside and walk for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like I would, just to get out at work. I would go on my lunch and walk, uh, roughly mile and a half to two miles. Okay. Um, and just to be in the direct sunlight. Yeah. And then, um, with a fresh shave and some, um, some shea butter on your head. Once that heat hit that shit, man, mm. your fucking head, my shit smooth skin be all popping. Glistening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause the, the sun kind of baked that shit into the skin. Mm. Yeah, man. It's, it's springtime, man. It's been warming up. Go outside. Yeah, for sure. And that's it's funny because um last weekend you put your feet on the ground. I rode around Belle Isle a couple times. I hadn't done that since prom. Nigga, like rode around the streets. Um, me and my girl went out riding. It was just fun to be outside again, man. Like even with not a you know necessarily a destination, it was just like man, the fact that you could ride around with your window down, get some sun, that shit felt good. Bro. Vitamin D is really good. So when this Corona shit popped off, and they was looking at the shit for what the last uh super virus we had like in 1918 mm -hmm. they, it was studies where like the people who were treated outside who got vitamin d did a lot better than patients that were treated inside mm. um like the vitamin d in the sun god has given everybody everything they need to heal facts, themselves facts. So that, it seems so weird but like that sun will fix you mm -hmm. well it's definitely gonna have to get me together this summer for sure so catch your boy outside man in these streets um what else we got going on this week it's been a real active week um, started with my latest suspension on Facebook. Yo, it's wild. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. I ain't, I ain't even gonna waste the snowfall listeners. Uh, I'll I'll remind them for the people who only listen to the snowfall pod just to let them know if they over in the group why I ain't been active. Um, so I got suspended from Facebook again, but this time I had to appeal it. I couldn't just sit back and let them do nothing. They reviewing my my appeal right now. I don't know how long it's going to take them to do that, but we was talking about Snowfall. We was talking about a character on Snowfall named Fatback. I didn't name this character. That's just his goddamn name. Fatback hang with Leon. Fatback and Leon killed some bloods they shouldn't have killed, including the little girl. And my comment was Fatback going to die next or Fatback going to die first. That's what I said. But because I commented it under a comment, like we were having a, a back and forth, they thought that I was calling her Fatback and saying she was going to die first. I think it was like Fatback, the, the, the first one dying. Yeah, 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 something like that. And um, real, real show related. Like this was as harmless of a comment as ever been made in our Facebook group. And immediately got flagged 30 days. 
30 fucking days. They give you a month. They don't even let you. Here's here's where I would not have an issue with that. If they said, yo, the comment you're trying to post may violate our fucking shit. Here's your chance to edit it right now. If you decide to post it as is, you might get fucking blocked. Didn't they use that one of these? So was it Facebook or was it Instagram? Because I think I, Instagram used to give you a chance to like review your post and yeah. edit it or whatever. Like, because I, I know, remember I've got a warning saying, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, what is, what is, what am I posting? I used to get a lot of them like music, like, hey, you posting a song that, you know, you may not own the rights to. So, well, 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 and I'll just take it down because it ain't that deep for me to get suspended. But apparently Facebook, even though they own Instagram, still lives by archaic ass rules. So with that, I'm currently suspended, hoping that they get back to me on this appeal soon. Um, I was in there talking all kind of First Amendment right shit. They probably like get this left wing nigga out of here. But. Nevertheless, I am not on that Facebook group. Then, you know, what's kind of wild. I try to create another Facebook profile real quick. And because I did it from my phone, they said, nope, same number, same nigga. As soon as I press login with the new profile, it was right back on my page. Because your phone got a Mac ID, I mean, a Mac address. So yeah. it knows it's you. You yeah. got to credit it gotta go else. I got to do that shit from a fucking, who got an HP? That a nigga could borrow real quick. I need somebody HP for about five minutes, create this new profile so I can log in. But uh, either way. Facebook group, I will be back active sometime soon. Hopefully that appeal kicks in ASAP. Right after the season of snowfall. Is yeah, literally when when I don't need to be in there no more. Um, but I think by the end, what's the name of be back though? The Shy. Even though they Maybe. got, they yeah, they suspended production. They said they got half of the season done. So they might hit us with a uh, Tariq and give us five and then go on break for six months. Nigga. Hopefully not. That shit was not smooth. But, um, hey. Follow us on This Week in Culture, uh, not just in Facebook, um, but Twitter and Instagram as well. We still got some great contributions on the socials, even with them being after me and Jay at this point. All right, man. Can't say nothing around here no more. No, we literally can't talk. I ain't never bro. coming over here no more. Nah. What's that little mean? Yeah. That little boy like, yeah. I ain't never coming, never over, coming here over here no more. This shit wild, dog. Um, Real quick, did you watch Raekwon versus Ghostface versus... No, I was starting in the streets on Saturday night. <laughs> it's on the east side. You ain't had time for that. Oh, you was on the east. You was starting for real. Yeah, that's super thotting. All right. Well, Raekwon I, and Ghostface had a versus. Um, I saved it on my um on YouTube to go back and listen and watch later because um for my hip hop people they enjoyed it. So yeah, I looked at a little bit of it on Instagram. It's there on the versus page. Um, just over two hours. I probably watched about 35, 40 minutes of it. It was good. Them niggas is friends. Like, they real friends. When you have that kind of energy in one room, it's always a good time. It ain't like a battle. It's more just like, yo, nigga, play your favorite song. I play your favorite song to you. Like, I, it was a good time from what I saw. But um, Versus did announce a whole, like, slew of other shit that's coming up. So, hey, my nigga, though. What's that name? The Isley Brothers versus, versus the Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Earth Wind, and Fire? I'm here for it. How you feel about it, dog? That's going to be a wonderful night of music. I think that shit is like in May or late April. They got a rematch coming for somebody, too? Babyface and uh, Teddy Riley. Oh, really? They doing a part two. Yeah. Um, All new songs? I think so. Hmm. And that's what's wild. Both of them niggas got the catalog to go another 20 and not play shit from the first one. Um, I think that's when they jumped the shark. <laughs> versus jumped the shark after that. After yeah. that battle, it was so big and it was so yeah. much. 
Like that was the moment where it changed and went to a different stratosphere. Now other people have got higher, mm-hmm. but that moment, yeah, that that's was the first it, one that crossed a million, I believe. Yeah, that moment it was a it was different. Yeah, yeah. and that was just prime time quarantine. It was prime quarantine, and we had waited on it. You remember they announced it; it had a date. Then they pushed it because Babyface had COVID and his family had COVID. So then it was trying to make sure ain't nothing happened to the god. Once he got healthy. Then we got them niggas back together and got them in the room. And then you remember Teddy Riley had his technical issues. That was a moment. Saturday nights was it. Yeah. Because, like, you wouldn't, you you couldn't do nothing. Shit, that's how D-Nice kicked off. DJing on a Saturday night for 12 hours. Now, uh, Tuesday evening, y'all got to, at 7 o'clock, y'all got a versus. Like, my yeah. nigga, we still at work. That don't, it don't hit the same, dog. Like, a lot of people have returned physically to work. Like in their office, um, and I'm I'm thinking on a global scale, not just here in Michigan, or, but yeah, like niggas is back in the office, niggas back commuting. Some niggas is just back to work. Last year, a lot of people weren't working. Yeah, or they, they yeah. Had, whatever business that you were in mm-hmm. hadn't converted over to virtual yet. Yeah, because yeah. they thought it was about to go back normal. A lot of folks furloughed. It was a yeah. lot of folks laid off. Like it was just a different vibe last year. And to that point. No one had really created like COVID based entertainment, right? So that that baby face versus Teddy Riley first one was like, whoa, dog. And shit, that was only like three or four verses removed from when Swiss and Timbaland did the first one. So it was still early in like what can this turn into? Like this is well before Man, shit like, got wild, dog. We talking about this like this was such a long ago. Mm-mm. But like COVID like when we first were moving into it, like it yeah. was just a a whole new world. Dog. Like we didn't know what to expect. Like every night it was something different. Like, fam, you remember how scary that shit was at first? Yeah, hearing motherfuckers, especially here in Detroit, like Michigan, Detroit specifically was one of like per capita at least one of the harder hit cities outside of New York. So it was like. To hear death after death after death and somebody sick, somebody on a ventilator, somebody like it was niggas was, was literally hypo- scared to be a zombie around this bitch. I was a hypochondriac. For a while, dog. I woke up every day and thought I had it. Yeah. Every cough, you was concerned, like with your life. Legitimately check my temperature every time I woke up. Yep. Yep. It was oh man. It was wild. Like not being able or not feeling comfortable going to visit your friends, your family. And I had to at the time, the job I was at, I had to go to work. Mm, I remember that. I, never, I remember that. We they still working. <laughs> you remember they told us quit potting. Why y'all still going up there? And we like, nigga, we shifted to J Crib for a minute just to make sure we still gave all this content. But shit, the building closed for a minute. We couldn't even come in this bit. Yeah, man. That's wild, dog. This been a a year. This is one of those instances where you think back on the last year and how normal it became mm. over the course of the year, and you don't really realize just how wild the world, the condition of the world is right now. Like, state we in is actually pretty fucking abnormal, and, and we just got comfortable. I mean... We get used to everything, dog. Humans can adapt, humans can adapt to anything. Yeah. Um, and the world prior to COVID was a compromised world, but it just seemed normal to us. Yeah, every every generation think that generation was the best generation, and the 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 one after them has somehow is worse. Whether it's that's true or not true, you adjust and you keep moving, and you yeah. adjust and you keep moving, and you adjust and you keep moving. You know what's wild too, man? Thinking back on this year, like, bro, we really made 
And this again, I don't, I'll never come on this podcast like tooting our horn and shit and, and making us sound like we just a popping this podcast out here. I let the audience do that, but dog, we really made a lot of fucking content out of nothing. Like niggas was not half the shit we wanted to do last year. We couldn't do due to COVID. Like shows we wanted to review, movies we wanted to review, a lot of shit we wanted to get into did not happen due to COVID. And like nigga, you remember? Uh, you remember Candyman? <laughs> we was going to Chicago, nigga. Say that five times. Nigga, <laughs> 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 me and Jay was gonna set up a whole thing at Cabrini Green. We was gonna be out there, nigga. Was gonna be banging, doing all that. We couldn't even fucking get to Chicago, nigga. They had Chicago on military lockdown. <laughs> now, I think the podcast made a lot of strides in the last year mm-hmm. uh, because we was just able to provide some content. In a very uncertain time. Yeah. And just to get people mind off of, uh, and when I say people, um, me too. Yeah. Um, facts. Just to come in here and like, I potted a lot in the last year. And I, as I think about it, I'm like, yo fam, that was my therapy to keep. Mm-hmm. That was my therapy. And like, I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't seeing people. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. this is the the way that you kind of, I connected and interacted because yeah. what else did I have at the time? I, I would definitely agree with that and say that, you know, our, our stride really picked up during a pod because again, we had, it was just the adversity of the niche that we have when we come up here to pod. Like, yeah, we talk this current event shit and we talk about what's going on in the world, but Ultimately, we built this on black TV and film. Yeah. And when black TV and film is sparse, nigga, we got to pivot. And the strides I'm talking about is more or less um, the more intimate relationship that we've built recently with Mm -hmm. with, with the listeners or the family um, through the group chats, through the Facebooks, through the Instagrams or whatnot. I think that portion, like we didn't have a ju- a bunch of content to do deep dives in, mm-hmm. which is what we, we we really like to get into. But the interactivity, um, that portion built up, and I guess like through quarantine, I mean, you 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 just value everything differently. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And to your point, this shit has definitely been therapeutic. Um, got us through a lot of losses that we took personally last year, and. Yeah, it's just, I really appreciate the audience. They might not know it. We try our best to give the audience their flowers, but being able to come up here and really just sort of express ourselves in this platform, like that shit is really, I value it. Yeah. And and I really appreciate it. And we're going to get into it later when we get into that BlackBerry letter, but I really don't want anyone from our listenership to think that we don't, take this responsibly when we come up here like yeah. you know what i'm saying like i i again we're gonna get into it later we got a real special blackberry letter coming up for y'all one for the ages <laughs> and um <laughs> but uh it's it's something that i want our listeners to know like man no matter what you know whether we get up here and we goofing off whether we get up here and we talking uh malcolm x and and fred hampton or whether we just getting up here and we clowning for three hours like either way what we do on this pod is therapy and the the listeners the people who spend an hour two three hours with us however long they play the pod they're therapists for us because they listen Mm -hmm. they they spending their time listening to our opinions and i always see the people who hit us like yo i wish we could call in because i'd be wanting to respond to y'all and like my homie be hitting me like yo 
when I listen to the pod, I be saying out loud, like talking to y'all, and my girl be looking at me like, nigga, they do not hear you, yeah. dog. But it's just like having that sort of interaction to your point, man. Like we really did hit a stride and and really engage with our audience. And I think that uh COVID kind of forced us to to figure out how to do that in a way that we didn't know we could before. You know, we had our screenings and all that shit, but do you see that ever see that meme? Um, that goes around. It was like this is how it feels like when I'm listening to a podcast. It's like I'm talking to mm-hmm. my friends or whatever. And dog sitting on the floor. Yeah, yeah. He's talking to a poster yeah. with a bunch of shit. Uh, That's how I be though. Man. I be the same way. I be I I listen to brilliant idiots a lot. So yeah, when yeah. he was coming up here, I was I was having an argument with Charlemagne and uh, Andrew <laughs> Schultz people while I pulled up mm-hmm. and um. Somebody had tweeted. Somebody said something on Twitter and uh, about that, and I was like, and I shared the same thing. He's like, "No, I'd be arguing it with you." <laughs> I'd be like, "Yes, that means." And you know what? That's a good thing, though. Kind of to to the point because you know you obviously you're on a lot of different pods regularly. Mm-hmm. Your own with Shop Talk and some of the other ones that you uh, featured on uh, with Kurt Will and and with all of the pods that you be on, and it's like. Even with y'all's pods, when I listen like to Shop Talk, I know you and Dame. Yeah. So I'm talking to the radio because I'm talking to y'all because y'all are my niggas. So I think it's real funny when people who don't know us be like, I'll be my, talking right with y'all. Like, my brother texted me the other day. He was like, man, I he, I guess he had listened. He, uh, he was talking about he just finished Shop Talk. He was uh-huh. like, man, I'll be putting people on the podcast and everybody likes it. Boom, boom, boom. I think you got something special. Yeah. He's like, shit, I'll be listening like I don't fucking know you. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's really yeah. dope. And you know what it made me think of too? Um, because I listened to Shop Talk before we really knew each other like that for real. Like, you know, even before I was a guest that first time, yeah. I had listened to it. It's the nigga Weezy had put me on, Clay had put me on. And um before I really got to know you, it was a very similar thing. Like, yo, I'll be listening. Like, I don't know this nigga. And now, you know, here we are three, four years later from when I was first a guest to having our own shit, and I still could listen to your pod like I don't work with this nigga every week on our own podcast. So it's really dope. Even uh, this past pod when you was talking or referencing the letter that we're going to get to, yeah. it's like, nigga, I listened to that. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what you was talking about. And like, I'm not finna read that bitch. So it's just, but it's it's really dope, man. And I, I kind of love being able to put myself in the audience shoes because it makes sense when people who we have, we have never met in our lives hit us up with real personal, like, comments compliments and just sort of dialogue like yo they be talking to us like they are niggas and i really want our audience to know y'all are niggas and we appreciate you and that, that, sometimes that's a weird space too facts you know facts. what i'm saying it's yeah. like, like yo that's kind of personal right that's but a then, fact but then it's like well shit i did shit. i got personal <laughs> like yeah. you know and then I, I think about that from i mean i listen to a lot of content uh-huh so some of the podcasts that i listen to where you do kind of feel like you know these people mm-hmm. though i Though I understand that I don't, yeah, right, because yeah. you you get whatever version yeah. that people are comfortable presenting, but it do feel like you know people. Yeah. certain you know a, you know a certain level of them. Facts. Um, so I get it. I get it all it's, across the board. It's wild too, because then sometimes like niggas who really know me know I'm antisocial as fuck in real life. I don't really like the people who I don't fuck with. Like that's just I'm not as personable as things might appear. So. Facts. When when some people hit us about like pod shit or just hit us on our personal grams or something, trying to talk, it's like, yeah, yo, fam, I don't, fam, like I don't fucking know you, bro. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know you, bro. 
And it's just a it's a wild dynamic when you think about it, man. But I'm really glad that we was able over the last year to come together with our audience and make this shit work. Cause um, yeah, I agree with your brother, dog. What we got going on up here, what you and Dame got going on, um, and some of the other pods that come through here, man. We really got some special content coming out of the city. That's a fact. Well, shout out to my, um for whatever reason, my phone been I, I separated the studio phone and yeah everything, but this fucking phone then blew up today. Mm. Call. Phone calls calling about the studio and yeah, how to yeah. book and everything. I'm like, I love what? it. When, uh, <laughs> where'd you get this phone number from? I love it. I'm I love dope, it. But I'm like, I wonder what happened. Yeah, something kicked it up. Yeah, I mean, something kicked it up. Maybe somebody posted you. You don't even know about. Well, Maybe it's Kwame people. So listen, <laughs> uh, I talked to Kwame people. Okay, I talked to a few people um, connected to to, to Kwame. Mm-hmm. Um, has not Kwame's Instagram page because Kwame Mm-mm. does not have an Instagram page nope. apparently. Nope. Um, but I, I talked to, uh, <laughs> um, I talked to like three to different four people that reached out to me via DM. Yeah. Um, and had some conversations and shit. Um, so I, I've definitely been posting a lot um, of video content this week. Maybe you know what I've been tagging in the paid partnership with Shop Talk Podcast Studio. That Maybe could be it too. It yeah, that could be it too. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, shout anyway, out to man, shout out to everybody, dog. All right, so ain't no need to avoid it. Let's get right to it. Not the BlackBerry letter. I know y'all niggas was ready. <laughs> Let's get to it. Um, Derek Jackson. Yeah, the fucking man, the the myth, the weak ass legend, dog. Here's what I want to talk about with Derrick Jackson. So for those who don't know, and for those of y'all who want to pretend like you have never heard of this nigga, it's just a lot of y'all out there. Derrick Jackson. I hate that nigga last name. First of all. Like, is that his actual spelling? No, I think it's spelled regularly. Okay. And the only reason I think that is because his wife Instagram is like Miss Jackson or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled normal. So I'm like, he must just uh, threw that on there. Like, maybe it wasn't a available, available. page okay. or some shit. Because I hated it, too, for the last, like, five years. Nigga. But Derek Jackson, um, internet relationship guru, advisor, over a million followers, most of them women, reposting this nigga shit every day, simping ass nigga. It's been a long time since he's been around. He has been around since the beginning of the gram. Him and uh, what's the nigga we was just talking about? Rob, uh, Rob Hill. Rob Hill senior. He was he was a Twitter nigga at first. Yeah, yeah. You know he had came on. He he he. Charlemagne brought him on Brilliant Idiots years ago. Derek Jackson. Yeah. Mm. Because he had some he had something to say mm-hmm. about uh Charlemagne or some shit he had, and then so it kind of blew up on the, on the socials, and so he brought him on the pod. Yeah. And they had a, a conversation, and, and um. Build, you know what I'm yeah, saying, and yeah. you know, like yo, you felt this way, but this meant be, uh, yeah. So like, it's been a long time, and that's when I think a lot of people started fucking with him because like, once you get validated by, quote unquote, validated by somebody bigger than you, yeah, um, it's a, it's all hell. I want to go back and listen to that pod so I could point out some more hypocrisies from this nigga because that's all his videos are at this point are hypocritical posts. Um, but that said, it was revealed over the last week. That he had an affair on his wife. Um, in the details that came Kevin, out, you lied. <laughs> right? In the details that came out, they even said that he was having an affair in their marital bed. Not that that makes it worse, but somehow it does. What's I guess. a marital bed? Yeah, I don't know. That was the is comment a, I was seeing. I'm like, or a queen. <laughs> his big ass bed. I had no queen bed. I'm gonna just tell you right now. That's a big ass nigga. All right. So anyway, um. Lo and behold, as most celebrities do, which I'm going to get to when we talk about Saweetie and Quavo in a moment, he got on the gram to talk about it. 
That's what these niggas do. Specifically, he sat up with his wife and he did a whole IG video that is probably about 45 minutes long. Yeah, I didn't watch that shit. I didn't watch any of it. People were sending me clips. I'm not going to lie. I just hit the laugh emoji or the shock emoji and pretended that I watched it. I didn't watch it. Did Here's you, the thing. I don't care. Did you see the, the video he uploaded of himself talking about himself on the video? Yes, yes, which I think was dope. Cause how ill of a nigga are you? Like I, I listen. <laughs> on one of these pods, I said, "Like yo, this is the perfect time." Or maybe this was in a group thread. This is the perfect time on some WWF shit mm-hmm. for him to switch to the heel. You know what I'm saying? He can be that because your relationship given days is over. They're done. You got to go to Kevin Samuels' while. You need to be disrespectful. Or are they? Because here's why I asked that. Because also on his Instagram, what's today? March 24th. That whole cheater shit came about about a week ago, maybe five days ago. Bobby Smarter on the clock. Facts. But let's talk about what Derek Jackson posted on March 11th, about a week and a half ago. You guessed it. Hashtag new book alert. Guess what the book's called? Heal Together. <laughs> Guess who's on the cover? Him and his wife. <laughs> yeah, I think this shit's fake, dog. That nigga posted healed together and said, some learn from research or experiments. Some learn from mentors or mistakes. I learned from all the above. And in my new book, Heal Together Without Hurting Each Other, I share the most life-changing lessons I've ever learned. Link in bio. So, nigga. So for me, I think this shit is all fake. It's all a ploy. Um, did we ever see the video of the person saying that they slept with Derek Jackson? Cause I did not. Because uh, I can't believe he's had sex with anybody besides his wife. Because he had the <laughs> swag of uh, an uncle on a TV show that, like, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> an uncle on a TV show. Yo, all right, let's get into this bag, dog. Derek Jackson might be one of the weakest niggas ever born in their fucking life, nigga. Like, on the history of Earth, nigga. Derek Jackson is weak. That nigga is a native weak nigga, dog. He was one of the first weak niggas ever put on this planet. Men have been telling women (laughs) that this nigga was full of shit for years, my nigga. Haters. Oh, y'all a hater. Oh, every time a man speaks up for women, y'all call him a simp. Do we? Or do we as men know how to spot a fake, nigga? We niggas real recognize real and you ain't looking familiar, my nigga. This nigga ain't never looked familiar. This nigga beard is a chin strap. We don't trust niggas with chin strap beards, nigga. This, this is just a fact. Like, come on, bro. This nigga is big as fuck and be wearing all like neck squeezing sweaters, dog. Why your sweater so tight? The nigga is always in a fucking Honda pickup. Come like, on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. You off-roading? Only nigga I seen not in a house and in a pickup as much as Derek Jackson is Umar. Okay? Because Umar is never <laughs> inside. And Umar's swag is never to be questioned. <laughs> Y'all leave Umar alone. <laughs> I love Umar. Yo, this nigga Derek Jackson has always been a lame-ass motherfucker. And men for years have been saying, I hate this lame-ass nigga. But when we say that, we get called a hater. Then when it comes out that he is, in fact, a lame, lying, fake, fraud-ass nigga who been giving y'all advice that y'all been following and the whole time he ain't been following his own advice, y'all ain't gave us our credit. And I'm here to talk about it. Can I ask you a question? Go right ahead, my brother. Yes. Why do you think there is such a market for women to listen to men about relationships? 
And I say that is because the whole spectrum is covered. Yeah. Whether it's a Derek Jackson catering to them, we're, we're going to line up and listen. Yeah. Whether it's a Kevin Samuels telling you where you got this shit fucked up at. Yeah. We're going to line up and listen. Like, why do you think the man's opinion is so important to the woman? Hello. In real life, because yeah. on, online y'all act like it's not, but yeah. y'all line up for for what? for all these niggas. Well, I won't say they. I mean y'all, as in like to putting all y'all in like yeah. one group. But there is a large audience. Facts to, for me to sell you type of stuff. The Steve Harvey's like that's mm-hmm. a huge audience. Steve Harvey made films based on like films like the Rob Hill scene, million the dollar Derek grossing Jackson's films. The, that that one weird nigga with the beard and the eyes. Derek Jackson the, has one point three million followers. What's the name? You know what I'm talking about? The new little skinny nigga with the, with the, look like somebody stuck his beard on. Him and his <laughs> wife, he like an entrepreneur, like come get money type shit. But he always give you some spiritual shit too. Ah, uh, I know you talking about. He I can't think of the last name. Couple, yeah, yeah. couple months. Yeah, he a shit. new nigga. Yeah. Um, and shit, I mean, to a, to a different extent, not necessarily on the advice, but again, on the men posting shit catered to women, Justin LaBoy. Mm. He's a part of that. Like he's a subset of that. Uh, I, I legitimately just found out his last name was LaBoy. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was I thought Justin. it was LA Boy. Yeah, like Justin, yeah. who's a LA yeah. boy. Or, yeah, that's what I always thought. Um LaBoy's name is not LaBoy. It can be. Um I that's, hate it. That's just so fucking stupid. I hate it. That's a wild last name if that's your birthright. Um but all these niggas say their opinions on women and relationships and all that, and they have these large audiences amassed. To your question, why do I think there's an audience for that? Because I think men see the market. You a salesman. You you've you've been a salesman for a good portion of your career. I have been a salesman in my career. One of the first things you do with salesmen is identify the market. Nigga, what can I sell? <laughs> and who can I sell it to? Yeah. And when I identify a product, that goes with the current market, nigga, it's going to put some money in my pocket. It's going to put some followers on my accounts. It's going to put some fame on my back. And unfortunately, with these type of dudes, you get a lot of people who recognize there's a market for this. So I'm going to sell them whatever. And that's where you get a fake nigga like a Derrick Jackson. And the reason I asked this yeah. question, and I, I gave those, mm-hmm. but I throw another one out there. The preacher. Mm. Because women... The, the majority of the the black the majority of the church mm-hmm. is women whether that's black church white church facts ask somebody how they go to church because they mama or they grandma hey, talk, mom took too. you and it's Dad always barely went. it would appear that it's always the man the women listen to the man yeah not a lot of women pastors not as many there are a lot but not as many as men I ain't never seen a lot of women deacons in the church. It's men getting up there. It's men talking about marriage, men talking about relationships. And for whatever reason, women listen to a fault. And here's why I say to listen to a fault. Because they hear something come from a man who they don't know. They don't know his beliefs. They don't know his personal life. They don't know how he really lives. But if it aligns with what they think in their head or what they fucking values are, they take it as law. Yeah. And that's how a nigga like Derrick Jackson becomes Derrick Jackson. Confirmation bias. It's a confirmation bias. That's how a nigga like Rob Hill, who took all his fucking relationship shit and then got with Latoya Luckett, then cheated on fine ass Latoya Luckett, 
who was fine and successful and had her own business out of music. Like Latoya Lucky did mad shit after Destiny's Child. Acting like she was popping. That nigga went right up there with all the fuck. I'm the greatest nigga in the world. Look at how much I know about women and how to treat them. And then you cheated on her. Mm. And here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a perfect nigga. But I'm not telling y'all every day that you are imperfect nigga if you don't do this for women. And that's the difference. Yo, this is a lose-lose for men. Facts. I'll tell you why it's a lose-lose for men. Because... That's the position that we want. We want to be the man to be the head of the household. The women are listening. We want you to listen, yep. Because the man is supposed to lead. So by default, yo, this is a man who looks like he's worth um, his salt in leadership. Yeah. So I'm going to follow. I'm going to listen. And, you know, this, yeah. this information sounds good. It's hitting with all my emotionals and my, and my lineup. Yep. And then when he fuck up and get caught, now the rest of the people who you didn't look at on that same leadership level, now you look like, I'm not about to believe what you're saying. Everybody full of shit. Or, the reason I say it's a lose-lose is that, or we have just generally did a bad job at leading that we let a, a fake nigga act like he was a leader and get their attention when we should have been leading in the first place. Like, it's a lose-lose situation for so, us. So to that point, because that's a very good point, we're such bad leaders at home that our women will follow the word of a nigga they don't even know on the internet. Yeah. Who's living a completely different life than the shit he's selling you and literally selling you because he got his book healed together right now available on Amazon paperback like $16.99. I swear I think this shit is a, is a farce. Oh, I think it's all fake, but whether it's fake or not, the nigga's getting over. Yeah, for sure. And and that's the part that to to your point about us being leaders at home damn we got some work to do fellas according to this because if we can allow for men like this to come in and swoop up our women's minds and cater to their thoughts and cater to what they want to hear and and give this nigga a hell yeah i hear you boy and all whew, he preaching damn nigga what i'm doing at the crib i haven't given you enough that you would Maybe listen to some shit like that and think, nah, niggas ain't doing that shit he's saying they doing. Niggas, niggas ain't really living like that because I see a man in my home or in my relationship or just in my life living better than the niggas that Derrick Jackson and those those types be talking about. But what's you know what's really unfortunate is um I say this all the time like I I think I I would hate to be the person that's in the limelight. And then somebody gets to examine and expose all of your flaws mm. um, for likes on Twitter mm. or for likes on Instagram. So I go through a fucked up situation and then someone takes that situation, mm-hmm. puts me in a, on a, in, a, in the top left hand corner and then dictates about how I fucked up. Yeah. Like that got to be a fucked up. Like I already fucked up. Right. Yeah. Whatever the situation was. Now there's a nigga narrating my the worst one of the worst moments in my life. There's a nigga narrating that. Yeah. And saying like. I'm nothing like this. This is yeah. where he went wrong. To come to find out that you didn't did the exact same. You the same type of nigga you've been telling us wasn't shit. You an ain't shit nigga too. And that's the thing, dog. Like we talk a lot on this on this podcast about when are people able to forgive, right? When when can we get over some and let somebody grow past their mistakes and their past behavior? You can't tell me. Or scold me for my past behavior for your whole fucking Insta career 
and then turn around and be living exactly how I was living in my past and I'm trying to get over. You know what I'm saying? As a man, you can't do that, bro. Cricket cops. Woo! Drunk cops arresting drunk drivers. Derek Jackson's a fucking crooked cop. He fucking, uh, uh, drug the, Alonzo. Um, narcotics cops who sell drugs. Man. And put Alonzo. Nigga. Come on, man. Derek Jackson is the fucking fakest fed I ever seen in my life. He's fucking horrible. Y'all shouldn't have never been listening to him after the men in y'all lives was telling you not to listen to him. But to Jay's point, I'm going to take that on the head as a L and say that I wasn't doing my job as a leader for any woman in my life, friend, relationship, or otherwise, who believed some of the bullshit that that type of nigga was spewing, dog. Because I'm, I'm telling y'all, 99% of these niggas that's on the internet making profits off of that shit are bullshitting you, dog. Just how women can say they know when somebody want their man or what kind yes, of friends. And that shit intuition, like that. yeah. yeah. Niggas know what time it is with other niggas. Come though. on, man. I could spot one of these types a mile away, bro. Now, whether we should say it or not, could be the Dirty Mac coming yeah. out. But, like, sometimes, most times, yeah. niggas know what time people on. Facts. We've seen it. We've heard it. We've, like, some in some instances, some people may have participated in it. Like, Facts. I know what time it is. You don't know that nigga. I know him. I know people just like him. You don't know that type of nigga. Yeah. That type. Every nigga has been around a dude who fucking... Studies a woman, sees what she doing at the bar, see how she acting, see how she moving, and then they figure out a plan to go get her attention. That's all this was, dog. That nigga looked around the internet, saw what women was talking about, what they posting about, the things. He probably looked at a nigga like Rob Hill as influence. Nigga like Steve Harvey as influence. And then guess what? Fam, Steve Harvey did all of that. What, three, four divorces in? Mad kids? Like, come on, dog, but motherfuckers eat it up. Because, again, that confirmation bias, say what I need you to say, say what I hear and believe in my head, and I'm going to roll with you because all you did was validate my thoughts. And if you validate it, God damn it, you an expert. And now I can say I'm listening to an expert. Well, guess what? Nigga, Derek, you ain't shit but an expert in cheating, nigga. <laughs> and you just as fucked up as the rest of us have been, bro. And or social media marketing. Uh, or that. Because... Like the amount of times he has been mentioned on Twitter, trending, like you can count up how much money that would cost in a marketing yeah. campaign. Yeah. Because all the, the shit he been doing today and mm -hmm. like I'm doing a reaction video to his own video. Yeah. With the code to his book Fam. in his Amazon. Right in the fucking link tree, nigga. Great marketing. Go to it. Go Great buy my marketing. shit. See how me and my wife really healed through this. I gave y'all a seven-minute video. Read about what we really did for sixteen ninety nine. Because I'm fairly sure no one came out and said that, but it's that's probably what the book's about. Yeah. About him yeah. confessing and all that other shit. Like, yeah. I'm fairly sure that's what the book's about. I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. This shit got two stars. <laughs> <laughs> two out of five. They not feeling it. Um... Yeah, man. But you I'm, had to purchase in order for you to leave a star. Had to buy it. Had to kindle it. Had that to whatever sales. else, man. <laughs> Woo. Woo. If nothing else, somebody didn't fucking purchase that book, man. But Derek Jackson, um, you a whole ass nigga, and I hope people stop listening to you. Not because what you say isn't true in some instances. Man, I can but see. But because you don't believe the shit you saying, bro. 
You don't live the shit you saying, dog. You got to live the shit coming out your mouth sometimes. I mean, damn near 20 years I've been in sales. You yes. know what I'm saying? I know the sales process. I see when you getting sold. Yeah. <laughs> and the process, the, the most effective um, sales process is, is one of like self-discovery. Where, yeah. where, where, where it doesn't feel like you're being sold. I led you yeah. to ask me for this sale. So I see it. I see it often. Fam, you ever, um, you ever see like a bad used car salesman? Hmm. You in know the, what I'm saying? In the, in the line of work I do now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nigga, yes. So literally that's, that's this nigga, right? Where like, yo, I bought this shit you sold me, but I don't necessarily feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I heard you. Niggas been hearing them for years, but now everything you said come with a fucking nasty grain of salt. Like, ugh. Like, how your grain of salt saltier than it's supposed to be? Like, come on, dog. I can't I can't really function with you right now because you was out here feeding me bullshit and telling me it was fucking caviar or something. And it's just like, no, nigga. That, it, it just don't work like that, man. But to your point, the internet loves drama. The internet fucking feeds off drama. I think if drama didn't exist on the internet, nigga, most of the people that we call, quote, famous today would not even exist, dog. But when the drama comes, which he gave them this week, he gave them all the drama in the world, put his wife on there. All the women was clowning her because she wasn't fucking dolled up on the video and shit. That gave him another day of the drama. Then she came back today with more videos in a different fit with the beret on, more drama. Nigga, they going to stretch this shit to the end of fucking March, man. I seen a tweet by uh, one of our listeners. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this tweet. This is not my tweet, um, but this is one of our listeners. Tweet. This is not our tweet. I don't even know what he's going to read, but I just want to throw it out there because we be getting yelled at. Uh, shout out to Tay, right? <laughs> <laughs> he Tay, says, <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> the whole bonnet in this video scandal is proof that women police other women more than any patriarchy formed against them. How is a bonnet to blame for? Never mind. Stop that shit, sis. Yep. I saw a lot of comments like, Oh, no wonder he cheating. Cause you look this way and yep. this way. Now those comments were not coming from males. Nope. I saw those coming from the, the lady um, delegation. The majority of the comments I saw going in on her were from women. Now. But women don't like women. I do understand when some shit like this goes down, niggas is going to get their jokes off. Mm -hmm. So half of it I'm taking with a grain of salt yeah, yeah. because niggas are just getting their jokes yeah. off. Hey, some of us are really funny. And sometimes I'm saying this as one of the niggas who I think is really funny <laughs> myself I'm Derek Jackson, nigga, self. Look at me responding to myself. Uh, <laughs> um, nigga, sometimes when I got a really good joke, I got to get it off. Got to get it off. I got to get it off. I know this later, is a, a sensitive gotta... situation to some folks, but God damn it, sometimes I can't let the joke go. The internet's undefeated. Like, internet very yeah, creative. Very creative. Very creative. And then... Again, I'm glad you did said you see, the internet. Did you see the Rory and Joe button? Yes. <laughs> Nigga. They that's put, a whole nother. I didn't even want to approach that topic. They put Rory face on our girl and put Joe face on Derek Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to let Kurt and them get on that topic, dog. Because uh, that's a whole nother one, dog. But um, yeah, man. Bottom line, stop listening to Derek Jackson. Stop listening to Rob Hill. Stop listening to Justin LeBoy. Listen to your nigga. Listen to Aunt Jay. <laughs> or that, because, you Listen know. Listen to this week or, can, or, or not. Or, hey, because here's the thing. 
<laughs> Ann and Jay is also smarter than your nigga more than likely. So if you don't listen to your nigga, listen to us, man. Um, speaking of breakups, and I just want to touch on this real quickly because I didn't like how it was handled. Quavo and Saweetie broke up. I hate her name. Yeah, I don't like Saweetie. I think it's probably some legal shit where she couldn't say Sweetie. Like Sweetie is probably taken. Yeah, like I can I, see that. Like I hate how T Grizzly uh, spells his name. Yeah, like T E E. Yeah, no, but it might be. Yeah, it might be some gone. Shit. Yeah, like you have to spell it that way. So earlier in the week, Sweetie, I hate it. I hate saying it. She posted on Twitter, <laughs> "I'm single." I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presents don't band-aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. I emotionally checked out a long time ago and have walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom. Excited for this new chapter of Elevation. All right, so let me shoot her some bill at first, right? Yep. So... The rumor was that they may have broken up. Mm-hmm. And then there was a source from in the camp who said um, he didn't do enough. Yeah. Um, it was like enough what? Gifts, yeah. time, blah, yeah. blah, blah. He did a lot, but he wasn't enough. So then like the internet and the breakfast club, mm-hmm. they started counting up. It was like, well, we counted that. Yeah. She he spent at least two million on you in the last year and did this. And I mean, she started that whole Birkin bag conversation that we had on this pod. Like, yo, this is this yeah. is how much um he this is what he did for Valentine's Day. And so then the the because that quote was out there and she wanted more, she was getting painted as somebody um who just wanted a lot. And then she was on that the Justin LA yep, Boy yep, show yep. and referenced um Sierra with a with a a, a football player like oh mm-hmm. that's real money so that yeah. the narrative was hey you just out, you out for here the digging. money yeah so I think what that statement was about was like hey I don't like the narrative that's out here if we broke up it ain't because I want and here's the yeah. thing so if, I, if, that's just the the, the set that if the 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 the, the tone the, of the, con- yeah. the context of, of the, her initial tweet. And that's the thing. If the context of the tweet was supposed to be centered around, I don't like the narrative being painted that I'm out here gold digging. I make here's the thing. Sweetie's smart as shit. That nigga has a whole like two degrees from USC. Really fucking bright. Could probably do her own thing. She got a, I guess, semi-successful rap career. I don't, and I say semi because I don't know. I haven't heard her music. I've literally never heard a song by her. But Got a lot of motherfuckers who love her music. So, hey, if they buying it, she rocking, she's smart, she got her own business, got her own money, I love it. If the narrative was, I don't like y'all painting me as a gold digger, get online and say that. I ain't a gold digger. I didn't use that nigga for no money. I get my own money, boom. Don't get on there and say, I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes. Presence don't band-aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. I emotionally checked out long ago and walked away. Fam, you wasn't emotionally checked out when you was telling motherfuckers to go get a $30,000 Birkin. You was checked in then. Happy as a fucking clam. Mm. Telling motherfuckers if they nigga wasn't buying them a Birkin, he wasn't buying them shit. Mm. Come on. Come on. More importantly, why you on Twitter with that? Again, if you want to get on there and say, hey, I wasn't using nobody for nothing, say that and leave it. You hey. ain't got to get on there and say, no, aunt. yo, no, aunt. 
You can't police what that woman can say. No, no, no. No. I can only police Derek Jackson. <laughs> I don't police women. I police the Jacksons, nigga. But it's just like, fam, why you get on the internet with that energy, bro? Like, if we broke up and I fucked up, I don't need you to go on the internet and say, yo, we broke up because he fucked up, not because I'm a gold digger. Fam, just say, I'm not a gold digger. And be done. Fuck what these niggas think. You don't owe them no explanation. Or don't say nothing. Don't say a thing. And that's what my nigga Quavo said. And yo, if he cheated on her, if he did her wrong, whatever the fuck Quavo might have did, I'm not mad at her for getting out of that relationship. If the relationship ain't fulfilling you, get the fuck on. But my nigga Quavo got online and he has something to say. Because he ain't like them damn tweets neither. I'm about to read you exactly what Quavo said. Because I thought this shit was fucking hilarious. All right, let me find Quavo tweet. I thought I had this shit saved. I did not, but we finna get to it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Ain't that nigga you say you is. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That nigga Quavo said. <laughs> Yo. I know this ain't Facebook, so we can say it. <laughs> this is going to be toxic. Cause say, oh, to- My nigga Quavo said. Say what? Ain't that nigga you say you is. <laughs> Quavo called Sweetie and said, I know, I know, I know. My nigga tweeted, I had love for you. <laughs> And disappointed you did all that. I am disappointed you did all that. Why you do all that? You know, and they don't use commas and shit. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> ain't, mean, no I, ain't no commas. I had to read that no. shit a couple of times. Like, what's the nigga no, trying to say? No, ain't no commas. Then my nigga hit her with this. That motherfucking Quan. That nigga said, you are not the woman I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> then he hit her with that future. I wish you nothing but the best. Cause if you don't do nothing, you gotta wish them the best at the end, nigga. Don't you hate when you when you about to break up and they want to tell you what you should do in your next relationship? Yeah, like, how about you don't give me no fucking advice ever, please, please. But hold up, then my nigga went out there further though. He said, "I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. Even though y'all have seen my personal life with her." For the last two years. No, not really. Like, he don't really. We've seen the highlights. Yeah, we ain't we seen, seen like nothing. A, yeah, we seen gifts. gifts in exchange. But you don't really get no information. We ain't seen details. I don't know that I've ever heard this nigga talk. He, he a very private person. I've seen that nigga give her gifts and hoop. Yeah. That is it. I have never seen that nigga do shit outside of being amigo. That nigga said, I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. But let's go back. I'm disappointed you did all that. Why she do all that? Like, if that's really how you felt, like, say it to the niggas who are saying it. If if Charlemagne and Breakfast Club and them is getting on there, I'm sure you can get in touch with Charlemagne and say, that's hey. Angela Yee. That's a rumor. Angela Yee ain't, if she, I'm sure you can get in touch with Angela Yee. And just hit her and be like, yo, I, mean, I ain't no fucking gold digger. And then Angela Yee can get on the radio and say, I spoke to Sweetie. She told me she ain't a fucking gold digger. And that's it. She don't need to get on the internet and tweet to her millions of followers I'm hey, not, I was disrespected and hurt. I, I stayed in it for a long time. Why? I can't. For the gifts? Because well, now we back to you digging. Well, listen, I can't tell her that if she's, if the if the narrative about her about one thing, I can't tell her that it's not important to her to yeah. clear that up because it yeah. may be important to her to clear that up. So it's unfortunate. I know me personally, 
Yeah. I don't talk about my own relationships online. Yeah. Um, I ain't never. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I just want to say how I really feel, man. Because quit posting shit on the fucking internet every time you mad at a nigga, dog. Oh, That's about and every time you hurt, every time you whatever, whatever you feel, even if you happy, it don't need to go on the internet. I just that's really my bottom line. Like yeah. I just want people to stop like immediately running to the internet for their follow because that's not for anyone but her and Quavo to know. Yeah. I didn't need to know that she'd been hurt and was stuck in that relationship for a long time. I hate hearing people say they was stuck in a relationship for a long time and hurt and felt like they couldn't get out of it and couldn't go nowhere. That sounds horrible. I don't want to know that you went through that, man. And not because I don't want your transparency, but because if you're really going to give me that and really want to dive into the psyche and all that shit behind that, have a real convo about it. Not just a fucking... 50 40 character tweet like i don't i don't want the short version of that and then you walk away and now the conversations that come up behind it now you're allowing those narratives to start right you posting this whole tweet about getting away from a narrative when all you doing is allowing additional narratives to be created i didn't even know y'all was broke up till i saw that um i'll be perfectly honest god damn it i don't care about sweetie or uh quavo like that and um i wish her the best <laughs> I do. I wish Fuck I was Oh man. All right, that's how I feel. I'm already ready for uh the ladies to hit us up and let us know we trash. Oh, I didn't say didn't. I didn't say anything wrong this week. I didn't okay. I'm not mad again. I'm happy that she got out of a relationship she wasn't really uh being fulfilled in. I just didn't think that it needed to be tweeted, man. There's one thing I do want to before we before we do our Blackberry letter. Yeah, um, there was a very serious thing that happened. Yes, this, this, yes. Uh, want to discuss that? I'm glad you mentioned. Um, in Boulder, Colorado. Yep. Um, Colorado, which they done been through some things in Colorado, ain't they? The birthplace of the mass shooting. Yeah, the um, modern day American mass shootings. Um, you know what's so. F- Randomly, yeah, I looked at the 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 death pictures of Darren Clebo and mm. the, the the trench coat uh, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I looked at them death pictures yesterday. I don't know why, or mm. within the last day or so. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a nine millimeter carbine, mm. which only holds ten rounds, mm-hmm. because this was after the assault rifle ban mm-hmm. in nineteen ninety four. Um, they had a shotgun. And they had a 10 round magazine. Yep. So the modern day uh, mass shooting that happened in a school um, happened with rifles mm. or, or long guns, um, but ones that were not AR 15. Yeah. Um, that were just a regular shotgun and uh, high point 995. Yeah. Um, not the TS version. I mean, this is a very cheap. High points is not yeah what you what you well. saying what you commit a mass shooting with today. Now, I got a high point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you ain't finna go shoot your school up yeah. either. Yeah, only hold ten rounds. By the way, yeah, ten rounds. But uh, I, I I look at them pictures yesterday, um, and I'm like, man, this is this is a this is wild. Yeah, yeah. That a motherfucker would go into an area 
no part, no 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 beefs, and just go randomly start shooting people. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I've I've never understood. Um, I I remember Columbine was what April ninety nine, um, somewhere like that. I think April like nineteenth or twentieth in ninety nine. Um, but I remember hearing about that. Um, and being like scared for a minute, dog. Like I was, I never heard of no shit like that, especially in a school. Um, and, and I think that when that happened, the fear that I had then granted, I was a lot younger. I was a kid, but the fear that I had then a lot different than when you hear about this shit now, right now you hear about shit again, it's kind of normal dog. Like I, and I hate that the same way we was just talking about how, that year ago in COVID compared to right now, it feels like so long ago because we've gotten used to this shit. Man, mass shootings in America. It was just one last week. Yeah. We just came on this podcast a week ago and talked about a mass shooting in Atlanta. Now here we are. Um, so for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Ahmad Alisa, a Syrian who um, relocated when he was young to the U.S., um, went into the King Supers grocery store in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, killed 10 people. I believe he injured a lot more than that. Um, he did not kill himself. He was arrested on the scene. <sighs> you hear so much of this shit, dog, that it becomes, again, just like we numb to it as Americans, man. Uh, Michael Moore had a tweet, and it was a controversial tweet, and I don't get the controversy. Michael Moore tweeted, The life of Ahmad al Alawi Alisa shows that people can come from all over the world and truly assimilate into our beloved American culture. And he tweeted that with a picture of the Statue of Liberty. Basically saying, yo, it don't matter where you come from. You can fucking... Come over here. You can be a refugee. You can be an immigrant. It don't fucking matter. When you come to America, mass shootings like this are as American as the fucking Statue of Liberty. It's a, as American as baseball, as American as fucking apple pie. Like, this is what happens eight, nine, ten times a year in America, dog. Like, this shit goes down so regularly that it's like, fam, somebody, he over here killing people in the store for what? He didn't give a motive. He hasn't talked. They said he's been dead ass quiet. His family came out and said he's a loner, said he stayed in the basement to himself. Niggas barely talked to family, let alone any friends. So we don't know why he did it. But nigga, what reason do you have to go into a grocery store and just start letting off on people, dog? He's a white male. Syrian. Mm. Um, and so there were, uh, I know Kamala, nie Kamala Harris, one of her nieces got in trouble. Um, on, she posted a tweet that she deleted basically saying like, Oh, dog ain't dog got arrested and taken to jail. No issues. Oh, I know he was white. Something like that. Um, another woman, I can't remember her name, but somebody famous said like, oh, I know for sure he wasn't black or brown because ain't no way a white man got arrested after killing 10 people in the grocery store or a black man or a brown man got arrested. I for mean, it happens often. It happens. Um, but again, to kind of the point that Michael Moore brings up, Something else that's kind of American. When these mass shootings happen, 
a lot of the time, I don't want to go into it fully and say more often than not because I'm a very like I, I want to be right when I say shit. More often than not, it's a white man. But more often than not, I feel like it's a white man when these mass shooting or I'm not even gonna say white, a non-black man. Cause no, statistically, it's a white man. Yeah. And when that happens, there's a lot a, of the times these niggas, it's one of two fates. They either kill pro, themselves. There's a profile. Or they go to jail. There's a oh, there, there's typically a 40-year-old white man. Or, yeah. Or some, I mean, I guess that age has, has been coming down later. Yeah. But there, there is definitely a... And, and let's not just stick to mass shootings. Again, these are terrorist attacks, right, when this shit happens. So whether it's a shooting like in Boulder or Atlanta, whether it's the fucking Unabomber, any of this shit. Like when there are mass casualties in a terrorist attack in America, nine times out of ten it's a white man. It's yeah. just what it is. So, like, um, historically, when I use the word terror yeah. and terrorist attacks, I typically associate, um, like, someone does an act, um, and they're part of a group and a part of an organization whose mm-hmm. sole purpose, um, was to, to do that. Yeah. Or, um, these other ones, I just kind of now this doesn't mean this is the definition. Yeah. But this is kind of how I. That's how you view it. Yeah. Like, oh, these are these lone. These weird shits. Now, I got other different reasons why I think this shit should should be happening. But like, like yo, these mass events is just like this is weird. But when they attach to different groups, because I guess when we grew up via television and brainwashing, we think of a terrorist as some um some sort of yeah yeah group of Middle Eastern or, yeah. or whatever. But sometimes that was by design, right? Yeah. yeah. But a terrorist group as like let's say the Ku Klux Klan, mm-hmm. which was literally a terrorist group who was hanging people and, and burning crosses and things of that nature. I one hundred percent anyway. Um But they don't get labeled as a terrorist group. Yeah. They they and, Yeah. They labeled freaking uh New Era Detroit is a terrorist group, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've somehow I ended up on a site where all the Michigan ones, they literally got them list la- labeled as that. Mm. Like, that's fucking, fucking. That's actually sad, bro. Fucking crazy. Um, man, it, this shit is, um, is, is fucking wild, man. Yeah. And um, shit like this happens across the country, across yeah. the world. Regularly. Um, shootings, stabbings, bombings. Bombings. Um, here in America, we thankfully the the multiple. I don't know if I want to say thankfully we haven't went to the bomb era yet. Not like we've bombed the buildings, but we yeah. haven't went to the yo we'll go into the grocery store and bomb and blow blow yourself up with a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, the um, the um the book bag backpack bombings yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. because that's why I be kind of weary is that like so what we asking for? Because a nigga who want to do some terror. Is gonna get that shit off, and I'm I'm just worried, um, and I guess we gotta look at what is causing this shit to happen. Yeah, what are the conditions that is causing people to lose their shit and go do t- and do this type of shit? So again, kind of just just thinking. Cause when I read Michael Moore's tweet, I started thinking about how much shit happens in America so often that we are like just blindly used to the shit. Like when it happens, like you go, damn, that's wild. And then you go on about your day. Like these mass shootings that happens, but something else to, to what you just asked, like, what is it that's causing this dog? Fam, it's so much hatred in this country. Like we are living in a really wild time. Niggas is killing whole families over the stimmy. Like that's the era that we in right now. 
I just read a story the other day where it said a fucking dude, a neighbor was watching her neighbor's kid, um, and her brother came home and the neighbor's kid had clogged the toilet up or some shit, and dog shot the little girl in the chest, six years old, shot her twice. Cause that's he was fucking, mad that she clogged the toilet up at his sister house. That's fucking. That's that. That's I don't. Imagine know. leaving your child with your neighbor while you go handle some business for your other child, and you come back and find out your brother or they your neighbor's brother didn't kill your daughter. Mm. Like, come on, dog. Like, we live in a world. It's so fucking tense in America, dog. We live in a world. Yeah, motherfuckers is crazy everywhere. At facts, cause they doing that. I know we like to think that this is some American shit. Because we we in America, we listen to American. Yeah, motherfuckers is crazy everywhere. Yeah, like, to your point, it's in the UK shit to where my man is from in Syria. They might walk up on a motherfucking street and just blow themselves up. In the UK, they took away guns a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You got it, like, but knives. Yeah, kniving is up so much that they're talking about banning fucking knives. Yeah, think it's, about that. So many people get stabbed. That they're thinking about banning knives. Yeah. How do you fix evil people? Because yeah. I don't know that there's a fix. Like, how do you, how do, like, what, what kind of law, what, what can you possibly do other than lock everybody down, yeah. don't come out your 23 hour lockdown? Like, how do you fix people? But you know what's fucked up about 23 hour lockdown? Because we lived that early COVID, right? And the minute they let niggas out, motherfuckers can't. We, what we say in Detroit every year. Oh, it's about to be a hot summer, nigga. And last year felt real different because we had been locked up in that house for two months. And boy, niggas came out in the street hot. They doing the same thing right now. We saw what happened in Greektown last week. Niggas getting stabbed up. Niggas fighting. We see what's going on out here. I don't know that there's a fix for evil in this world, dog. Because some motherfuckers are evil. I don't know how you do it. And what's scarier is I don't know how you avoid it. Because when I'm in the grocery store shopping for whatever the fuck I'm I'm shopping for, or let's say I'm a 17, 16-year-old who works at the grocery store bagging up shit, stocking shelves, and a nigga come in there just spraying, I don't know how to get away from that, dog. Listen. It's crazy. It's not popular, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Um, I am by no means um, some sort of police officer, some tactical anything. Um, but I do carry a firearm on me mm-hmm. and I'm going to make it to safety. And if I'm presented with a situation where somebody is attempting to take my life, then I'm going to use my firearm to save my life. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And possibly the others around me. I'm not saying that as soon as a situation that comes out and like everybody in the house, everybody in there, like everybody grab their guns and, and go into vigilante yeah. mode. No, you run for cover. You try to get the fuck yeah. safe. But I think it's important that you have the ability or you have the option to have an equalizer on you. Yeah. When someone comes into you just trying to shop, you just trying to get your literally, shit. Literally. If somebody's in there killing people, I personally would like the opportunity to, to defend myself. Yeah. And because I mean, let's look exactly at that, right? The word defense. Self-defense. Defend yourself. Fam, I taught martial arts for a long time. One of the first things we teach niggas is avoid the fight. Avoid the fight. Avoid the the fight. Stay safe. Floyd Mayweather, greatest defensive boxer of all time, my opinion. Greatest boxer of all time. Eh. Eh. But defensively, can't argue. And the main reason why is because you can't hit the nigga. And if you can't hit the nigga, guess what? 
He's defending himself really well. He might, a lot of the reason a lot of people don't like Floyd fights, oh, they be boring, oh, they be this, he ain't he ain't on attack. Guess what? It's the science of boxing, nigga. It ain't necessarily pummel this nigga to death. It's yeah. don't get hit. Don't get me in my boxing bag because they, they missed the first 15 years of his career. Of that career. nigga's career, yeah, yeah, where he was, once Literally. he broke them hands <laughs> a million times, then it's like, okay, now I'm not going to go in there and just pummel niggas to death. Now I'm going to actually make sure that I stay safe. And don't get hit. And that's the point. So self-defense, whether it's with a gun, whether it's in a fight, ultimately the whole point is to stay safe and go home. And, you know, when they talk about shit, something I know is near and dear to your conversations, gun control. Yeah. Right. When they talk about gun control and, and it's no, it doesn't catch me or strike me as ironic that these sort of things tend to happen when there are very heavy political conversations around gun control. But when these convos come up, that's the main thing. Yo, I don't necessarily want niggas to have guns to be able to go and fucking commit these types of crimes. Nigga, 10 first degree murders. I don't ever want a nigga to have a gun to go do that. I want a nigga to have a gun to protect themselves from the niggas who plan to do that. Yeah. You got to be able to protect you and your family in any situation. Because the thing about this is I don't want a situation where you put law-abiding citizens at yeah. a disadvantage for people who've already shown the propensity to not follow rules. Facts. Because right? to your point about London, right? Say they take away the knives. We know a lot about... Niggas are getting beat the fuck up in London. Well, here's the thing. Not even just say, yes, that's like, happening. Like, literally, assaults. Like, in Australia, they've done the same thing. You do, yeah, they just took the guns after that mass shooting a, a year and a half, two years ago. Like... Home burglaries yeah. have skyrocketed. Broad daylight. They're coming in your home while you're there, and we don't care because we know you can't defend yourself. You and I know a lot about jail, prison, criminals. We we know people who have been in jail, who have been in prison, who have served some time. One thing from those conversations, one thing from the documentaries and the studies that we've had, I have a whole degree in criminology. One thing that we know for sure is that even when you locked up 23-hour lockdown, if niggas want to find a way to commit a crime, they'll commit a crime. If I want to sell drugs in prison, I'll sell drugs. If I can't get drugs, I'll make a drug. If I want to sell alcohol, I will take the fruit from the calf and make this shit into a fucking... I will figure out a way to do what you're telling me not to do. To your point, the propensity to break the law exists in me. For the people who are following the law to put them at a disadvantage by taking away their ability to get these weapons and to gain access to these weapons, I'll, I'll just say that there has to be a very, very fine line drawn between what is required for a normal, everyday, law-abiding citizen to go get a gun versus what's required. Because half the niggas I know with guns that are like criminals and can't legally get one still got one. Like, it's the reason that happened. Um, even our the president is talking about making an executive order, um, and he keeps using this terminology as um, common sense gun laws and everything like that. Mm. And he he references the gun show loophole and like a lot of this shit. The who people who are not into firearms or anything like that who never purchased a gun, y'all don't know what he's talking about. Y'all just assume he, like there is not a gun show loophole. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can speak for Michigan. Like whenever you purchase a gun, they do a federal background check on you. Yeah. I purchase often. And guess what? They make me wait four days. 
Every I time. don't leave. Every time. They be like, yo, there's a hold. And then they'll call me a couple days later and like, boom, like they literally have to call into the FBI. Mm-hmm. If there is a backlog and people, a lot of people buying, you got to wait, my nigga. Yeah. Um, like to get a CCW, you, you got to do it. The first, you got to do a regular background check. You go down yep. to the police department. You take your picture. You give your fingerprints, your whole nine yards. Like, there is a... There is you have a, to be in the system. On Literally. the actual form, they ask you about mental health. Yeah. There's no way that I can get your medical records. But on the form, they ask you about mental health and have you been diagnosed with this. And your ass will get fucking denied if yeah. you have mental health issues, right? Yeah. If you say you have mental yeah. health issues. How yeah. else are they going to prove it? Yeah. Unless... You are giving authority. You have to give a write up. Because uh, one, there is no one database that has everybody medical records inside of it. Mm-mm. That doesn't exist. Um, and if it did exist, would you want the Dunham's nigga? But yeah, <laughs> to be able to, to be able to access that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a whole level. That's I'm a- at Dunham's. I'm at Walmart. I'm at wherever. I know uh, Walmart said they was going to stop selling the shit, but I'm wherever casually making this purchase. Yeah. I don't want this 18 year old nigga to access my whole fucking medical history. I don't for, for for whatever reason. What typically happens is when these, so today, yeah. Um, bef- I was reading an article that was going towards the Supreme Court today about allowing police to essentially, not even essentially, literally, confiscate guns from your home without a warrant. Mm. Um, now the case was nuanced. Um, the mother, I mean, a, a husband and a wife. Um, there was some sort of a. A domestic dispute like the day before like no nothing physical yeah um but she called her husband at the home she didn't answer she was kind of worried maybe he did something to herself called the police yeah police came out he was like no nah, i'm good he's like well we're gonna take your guns he was like nigga why <laughs> like no nah, yeah. i'm good so they took him to the hospital for a psyche valve yes um just because yeah. and the, the police i mean the, the doctor's like yo this nigga good let him go yeah when he went back home the police had confiscated his weapons yeah. and they didn't have a warrant to do so. Mm-hmm. So he sued to get the warrants. I mean, he sued to the police department to get his guns back and a financial joint. But now was going to the Supreme court because there was a law on the books that basically says, um, that's made for cars. Okay. And car accidents. So if, if there's a car accident or there's a vehicle that's left on the road, um, for public safety, we may take this take car it. and move it out the way. Yep. So technically, this is not your car. You can't move it. But for public safety. So they kind of said, uh, because the guns was there for public, public safety, safety, we're going to take those. We Based on the call we got, we got reason to believe that this nigga might be a danger to the public. And so we went inside of the home, which he told him no. Mm-hmm. And he said the only reason he agreed to go to the to the hospital is because they said we would not take your guns yeah um and then they took them anyway they took them anyway yeah. told the wife he said it was okay yeah. she let him in and boom mm. so they go into the supreme court to say that little loophole that they found that they use yeah under public safety that was made for like vehicles and traffic cops yeah like that shouldn't allow you to enter someone's home without a warrant and without probable cause to remove um firearms from their home yeah so the reason that that's very important because if that case goes through and they say, yo, the police have this right. Right. Now they set precedent. And now, technically, for public safety concerns, I can go inside of your home and remove, and remove your gun. So today, when Biden was talking about um, he may do an executive order mm-hmm. to ban, quote unquote, assault rifles, which is not a thing, 
um, and high capacity magazines, anything more than 10 rounds. So that includes all of your handguns other than like six shooter, a six shooter. Yeah. Um, so if he does that in an executive order, no one can overreach the executive order. Yeah. Then technically the police can come in and take your shit under. So this, this is why this is all important. And, and, And this is why, again, kind of going back to that gun control conversation. One thing I want to make clear, I am all about creating laws that make sense for gun control because here's the thing like i feel about most fucking amendments that niggas use to reference and when i say niggas i don't mean black people i mean literally everybody in the world will find an amendment to reference why they're able to do what the fuck they do whether it's freedom of speech whether it's guns whether whatever the fuck it is niggas will find the law that makes it fucking okay to do what they doing most of that shit was written in an era where it wasn't no ar-15s nigga we were shooting muskets i don't like you creating gun laws and never fucking revising them when we've created some of the weaponry we've created revisit it but you can have it now though yeah revisit it but just figure out a way to make it make sense so that it's not violating my right and then another thing that people don't like to talk about but the reason for the second amendment it wasn't for hunting it wasn't for Mm self-defense it was because we just left a tyrannical government situation and we moved and built this one so we don't ever want the the government to be get out of check get out yeah. of balance with the people yeah so we giving the people the right to hold their own weapons the same as the government got so we can keep an even keel on yeah. thing, on different things because a situation where the government has all of the control that's what you call a dictatorship facts your second amendment right protects all of the other rights because mm-hmm. no one can come in and say hey this is what we gonna do yeah um so when, when that, whenever this stuff happens they're like yo for whatever reason, before they even find out what firearm is used or whatever, it's a yo Ben AR-15s, mm-hmm. which is like the most popular sporting rifle in the country. Yeah. I just want to look at. I'm going to give you some numbers and shit. Right? There's over 300 million guns in this country. Facts in this country, the world who fucking knows, right? But in this country, there's over 300 million. Over a hundred million of those are long guns and or 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 we call all rifles. Mm-hmm. In a 10 year period from 2017, 2007 to 2017, <laughs> you know how many people were killed with an AR-15? How many? 253. Mm. Um, you know how many homicides were in that same time period in how the many? country? 150,000. Mm. Now, out of 150,000 homicides, mm-hmm. 104,000 of those were done or used a gun. Mm-hmm. But out of those 104,000, specifically 253 were from that. The reason I think that this common sense gun law and everything is disingenuous is because most people are killed with handguns. Mm-hmm. It's easier to conceal, Facts. easier to hide. Um, easier to get. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's disingenuous. First and gun I ever owned, I found. So what? It's I, that simple. <laughs> nigga, like, go through a nigga cupboards. So my concern is typically, like, you got to be heartless to, to not feel um, anything for all the victims and the, the victim's family. Yeah, facts. Uh, for this. Like, it's like you got to be, like, yeah. not human, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of emotion that's attached to it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not for 
putting additional restrictions on people for a situation that will not fix the problem that you're hurting for in the first place. Mm. Because it, it just, it just doesn't. Yeah. Like there's a hundred million. If, and if again, back to my statement, I'm all about gun control laws that make sense. Right. If you're going to tell me that, Hey, we're banning AR 15s. Better have some statistics that say AR-15s have been the problem. Well, police, turn your AR-15s over. Also a fact. Yo, I'll turn on my shit when y'all turn y'all shit in. Yeah, because here's the thing. Niggas will be like, yo, it's no reason for a normal, everyday, average American human being who goes to work 9 to 5, doesn't hunt, doesn't do that. No reason for you to have an AR-15. Why the fuck cops got tanks? In the city of Detroit. Fam, Detroit and Chicago and New York. Boston, everywhere. They just got tanks. They, the military surplus goes to the police department. Yeah. Every Hap. year. Nigga, when they was revisiting last year at the top of COVID, when shit was getting kind of crazy in the streets and they was calling on, because um, obviously we know COVID wasn't just the only thing crazy happening last year. We had a lot of um, movements last year centered around uh, police brutality and police murders. And um, during the George Floyd situation, when a lot of the riots picked up in New York, and the um, what was the hashtag? Uh, was it wasn't ban the police? What was it? Uh, uh defund the defund police. the police. When the defund the police hashtag came up, and those conversations horrible were beginning, marketing. Yeah, because that actually should have been a really big movement. They just did it wrong. That horrible marketing. They just did it wrong. That because it that one was one of the movements that actually made sense. Yo, like reallocate city funds, fam. fam. Hey, the New York police. I think their fucking four uh, billion budget was like six billion. And part of that was to keep the tanks maintained. Tank maintenance was a large part of the $6 billion that the New York Police Department gets. And and one of the things that I thought about during that time was like, fam, you know how much schools could do with that portion of $6 billion that's going to the tank maintenance? Because when the fuck and on what New York street are you just pulling a tank through? You can barely pull your truck through the motherfucking street. You know what's in my overkill? Hmm. When I watched the... Um Straight out of Compton, mm. when they rolled a fucking tank yep. into yep. there to get easy eat, like that seemed like overkill. Why? Why? Because LAPD, I know for sure, was pulling the whole damn tank dead into a nigga house for a couple pounds of weed. It just seemed like overkill. Few few vials of crack back in the day. Well, so listen, with all this, I only bring up all this stuff mm-hmm. because um, I don't know how we regulate. Um, the intentions, the intentions of man, mm-hmm. right? Um, we'll be, we'll spend all day trying to to, to regulate the intentions of man. Um, and unfortunately, or unfortunately, God gave us our free will, so a person is going to do whatever a person wants to do. Um, I think it's too late to put the genie back in the bottle mm-hmm. because there's over three hundred million guns in this country, and a, over a billion in the world. Like it's it's too late to put the genie back in the bottle. If if you're a believer in God and the devil and you're a believer in heaven and hell, you're a believer in saints and sinners. And if you believe that you are born a sinner in your whole life, you have to repent and give your life to Christ to repent for being born a sinner. Christ died. We got Easter coming up in a few weeks. Christ died for your sins, right? That's what I learned in church. That's what everybody learned in church. So if that's the case, then 
this evil exists and unfortunately it will exist and it's a part of man right this is it it happens it's on this earth i don't know how to fucking resolve it i don't know how to police it i don't know how to legalize it i don't i don't know how to rid of it but i know that if laws are created or shifted they have to make sense you have to back them with facts you got to use data and you got to really make it make sense because you can't just say to americans Hey, we're taking your guns. And the reason that you can't say that is because it won't work. There's too many guns on these streets. Man. It's too many. You can't come get all of them. In 2019, yeah. more, more updated numbers. Yeah. 364 murders in the country, in the U.S. Yep. Uh, with rifles. Wow. 1,476 murders with knives. Wow. That's that's nearly five times more murders with a knife, with a knife than a rifle. They take away knives. How are you gonna eat your steak? But like, that's just not like a random. That's not a random mm -mm. stat. Like, because mm -mm. in our psyches, if like, yo, we trying to keep people safe, uh, we trying to stop this, we trying to stop that. Yeah, three hundred and sixty-four versus fifteen hundred. And here's the thing. I'm one of them people. Again, I believe. Yeah, I don't think it's the reason that any fucking average normal day to day walking around the streets. American needs a fucking military weapon or military grade weapon. I don't think they need it. But y'all have made it available. And once to think to your point, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Y'all have made this shit available to every day walking around the country. Americans. Now we got them. But and that's the other thing, though. Because not a lot of people um, know a lot about firearms. Yeah. Because the the AR-15s that the regular people got and the M4s and M16s that the police and the government, and the government got yep. are not the same. Mm -hmm. They are not equal. Yeah. Theirs are better still. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Better, like it, more powerful, like more you, everything. Like if we was about to go to war, right? And I'm like, we about to get our bags together. We about to go to Iraq. Mm-hmm. Let me get the military version of this one versus the version that I have. Yeah. Now I get it. They look the same. Yeah. But they shoot different. They shoot different. The yeah. internals are different. The, a lot of things are different. Yeah. I'll just say this. Um, when emotions are high is when we need to buckle down and, and apply some logic and some common sense legislation Yeah, that actually makes sense. And sometimes you got to tap into... Um, people who understand what's going on and know exactly what they're talking about because the president got on television yesterday and lied and said in 19, when, when the, when the crime bill, uh, not the crime bill, but when the assault weapons ban from 94 happened, um, quote unquote, mass shootings went down and that's just not the case. Yeah. <laughs> like they did not. Murders didn't go down. Uh, mass shootings didn't go down. Everything stayed constant. Yeah. In 2012, they started going up like eight years after the band was over. Okay. Um, so since 2012, niggas been on a nut. Yeah. Like the numbers have been steadily rising since 2012, but like it was, it took eight years after the band was over for the number, for that to, number go, to go, up. go yep. up. Now it goes to FBI crime statistics, you know, and this information is readily available. So don't, don't take my word for it. Be on shit. Yeah. But I don't want people to get injured. I don't want people to be hurt. Um, I don't know how you legislate 
um, crazy. Yeah. I don't know what you can pass to be crazy because most of these people don't have criminal backgrounds. Yeah. They don't have, like, these people would legally get, they would, they could legally they need get, to get whatever yeah. they get. So, like, I don't know how to stop that. It's, again, man, a lot of these people on the surface, you would just look at them and call them introverted. And you might not say some of them. You might not even do that. Some of these niggas is walking around extroverted as hell, happy, got friends, got that. Everybody ain't the loner that you think. Some of these niggas is just enraged, evil motherfuckers. I'm gonna say some shit. Maybe we should stop being so fucking mean to people. Mm. Like the kid in high school that you fuck with and never talk. You you always fuck with. Yeah. Why don't you leave them niggas alone and be friendly? Cause yeah. them niggas grow up to be that loner. And start fucking shit up. Here's another part of that conversation, again, that needs to be updated, right? To your point, fam, I know niggas want to laugh at it and kind of undermine it because it's like, yo, it's it's the internet. It's social media. Like, if somebody bullying you, just get the fuck off the app. Get the fuck off the internet. Hey, but guess what? That shit still exists. I don't care what your sort of hey, ho-hum solution is to it. It still exists. Niggas is calling you all kinds of shit on the internet. They're... Like, just because I don't see it, it's still going yeah, on. Yeah, like, they're beating people up, fam. Like, I remember I made a comment on Shade Room or some shit about, I don't even remember what the fuck it was about. This is back when my page was public. Somebody came on my page, saw something, and then came back to my comment on the Shade Room and said something about, that's why, that's why your grandma died. Literally, that was their response to, like... Oh, that's that's when I'm a, I'm a reverse IP in central. And, and now, it was almost to that level. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not the nigga that's going to go there. Because if I go there off this, now I'm in the psyche of an evil motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, and But everybody ain't built to walk away from something like that and still be regular. Some of these motherfuckers, y'all are really tormenting online. Like, some people are really being tormented in their day-to-day lives. We don't know what's happening in niggas' homes. We don't know what's happening online. We don't know what's happening on your phones or in your homes. And all of this shit exists in addition to the school bullying, in addition to not having friends and loneliness and introvertedness. More people got beat to death mm-hmm. in 2019, 600. Yeah. Then got killed by rifles. And that's the thing, man. Gun control or not, back to my point, evil's going to exist in this world no matter what. And again, knowing how creative motherfuckers get in jail where they don't have guns, niggas going to get killed no matter what. It exists. Evil exists and so does good. And what we can do is be more good than evil. Period. That's a fact. All right, man. We avoided it long enough. It's time to get to it, man. We talked about it. Hinted at it. Jay mentioned a little bit about it on Shop Talk. If you haven't listened, go listen to the latest episode of Shop Talk. We got an interesting Blackberry letter this week. A special Blackberry letter this week. Now, we're going to do this one a little different than our normal BBL. I'm going to read it because it's directed at my co-host, my brother, Jay Johnson. Because I wanted to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I want to read it because I don't want that nigga to be himself talking to himself while <laughs> responding to himself based on a comment about him. <laughs> I don't want him to do that. So I'm going to read the letter um, from, I'm going to say this name because I think it's fake. Melody cool. She ain't that cool right now, though. She ain't that cool with Jay. Melody hot. <laughs> Melody <laughs> coming in hot. <laughs> Melody definitely came in hot. So I'm gonna read this letter, and um, Jay is going to respond. I'll I'll 
save my comments for after Jay's response. But again, because it's primarily directed at him, I want to give my brother a chance to respond and have a conversation with Melody Cool, Melody Hot. I want him to be able to have that dialogue with her and not just, you know, whatever. So here we go. Hello, This Week in Culture. I have been a loyal listener since finding you last year. I've been catching up on old episodes, and I'm excited when a new episode drops. Appreciate you, Melody Cool. This is when Melody was cool. This whole part of the letter, she cool as shit. Appreciate you, my baby. However, capital however, the ignorance expressed by Jay Johnson, bold, bold Jay Johnson, nigga, in recent episodes is appalling. Jay... Bold again, repeatedly laughed at an Asian slur or anti-Asian slur in an earlier episode. Quote, Oriental, in case you forgot. We ain't forget, but we remember. And now he acts surprised by real life anti-Asian hate? Wow. I'm not Asian, by the way, in case you think only Asians know or care about this issue. This is beyond Twitter hashtags. There was real life before the internet. The racism against Asians is a part of this country's history. And then she threw in a link to a Vox.com article about anti-Asian racism and coronavirus xenophobia. The weeks before COVID shut things down in March of 2020, Asian people in person, not on Twitter, were telling me that Chinatown businesses were losing customers due to racist fears. COVID economic and racist impacts affected their communities uh, first and continue to do so. Black and Latinx communities have been disproportionately affected too, of course. When the former president, talking about former President Trump, and the other racist politicians are calling COVID the China virus, is this racism still invisible to you, Jay? By the way, here's an interesting article on this for the culture. She sent another Vox.com article about black Asian American tensions and the history between black and Asian people, whether it was tension or solidarity. My question with a multiple choice. So that means multiple answers to these questions are available. <laughs> Will Jay bold learn and grow from this moment so that this pod isn't racist and ignorant and my friends and I can continue listening. That was a, that's your one option or B should I take my streams, my follow and my pod recommendations to friends and go fuck off as Ant bolded my name. I didn't like the aggression, but I ain't know where it was headed. So I just, you know, I'm a nigga that just be braced. As Ant has asked listeners to do, instead of giving the pod a low one-star rating, I'm reaching out directly with my feedback. This isn't cancel culture, but depending on your answer here, I'm keeping my options open to drop the negative review because racism is unacceptable. Thanks, a disappointed, quote, or I'm sorry, parentheses, potential formerly lis former listener. P.S. I tried to be mature in the letter, but I'll drop a petty insult here. It's shocking sarcasm that the one with the fake conspiracy theories is also the least educated and most willfully ignorant. Ant bold 
if you ever get a solo podcast, I'd like to listen to you in the future. And that was from Melody Cool. By the end of that, that's when she got hot. Coming in hot. Melody definitely came in hot. So I wanted to read that, and then I'm going to sit the fuck back, and I'm going to let my brother respond to Melody Cool because the bulk of that letter was responding to something he said. So I want to give him a chance to talk. Uh, shout out to Melody Cool. You know, we uh, we appreciate feedback and indirect feedback, you know? Always, always. Um couple things in this oh list. shit wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute yeah. i didn't fucking do it and i want to do it even with the different tone of this letter i still got to do it because it's our goddamn brand when y'all hear that can crack that mean your man back but this time your man is jay because ant's sitting the fuck back um so again i appreciate you know what i'm saying the listenings the, the recommendations and you and your friends the whole nine yards um and we appreciate you know direct feedback so we tell anybody can call in send a letter don't gotta be about relationships or none of that you know what i'm saying um there were a couple things in here that was that was that was kind of concerning to me um and i think there must have been a miscommunication so after reading this letter i went back and listened to the pod to make sure that i didn't say something that apparently she thought she heard um, because the tone in this letter um, seems to believe. Well, we'll start with this one. Okay. The ignorance expressed by Jay Johnson in recent episodes is appalling. He repeatedly laughed at an anti-Asian slur in an early episode. Uh, you're talking about the anti-Asian slur that I literally said I did not know was an anti-Asian yeah. slur and literally found out on the actual I, podcast. I was telling him that it was anti-Asian, and then we yeah we had a lesson there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then I think she took that and last week's episode and essentially said that I don't believe that there is, um, I, I act surprised by real anti-Asian hate. And apparently I don't think that there is Asian racism and, 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 and or whatever. So I looked, I, listened, I went back and listened to the pod and what I was expressing was something very specific. Um, after the the shooting last last week in Atlanta, um, there was a few articles and there was a narrative going around that because of coronavirus, anti Asian hate picked up, and that was the reason for the shooting. That people were hurting Asians specifically because they were at fault for coronavirus. I said that specifically. I couldn't get down with. I didn't believe. Um, and she took that as I don't believe that there is anti-Asian hate, which is interesting because one of the articles that you dropped in here actually said exactly what I said. It did. It said that we don't think that this is due to coronavirus. So there's clearly a misunderstanding where you think that I don't think that anti-Asian hate is a real thing. I was talking very specifically about the articles that I read and the narrative that was being painted. Like, yo, this hap these eight people who lost their lives, lost their lives because that person believed they were at fault for coronavirus, because that's what I was talking about last week. Not the fact that Asians and blacks and, and, and that history of the articles, these are good articles that you, that, that, that you posted 100%, but, I, there was clearly was a misunderstanding uh, because that was never my position. Um, and I guess that mixed with the, the 
anti-Asian slur that I was using, um, that I was allegedly using, and I kept laughing at, and uh, that makes me a racist, essentially, because you don't support racism, and you want to stop listening, or you may stop listening, or whatever. Um, Yo, um, listen, I appreciate you, and I, I also appreciate when 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 we think we hear things or we just have a general uh, a discussion or, or or a disagreement that you know you go directly to the store. So I I appreciate that because yeah. um, that's typically how you should do it. However, um, I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> I don't do multiple choices. I don't I don't do none of that. Um, the 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 one star review like I don't hang I don't care about you hanging a, a a one star review over me or a five star review that's that's neither here nor there what I do care about is if you feel that the podcast is racist um, because that's definitely not our intention yeah um, and definitely is not my intention I won't speak for Ant but I'm fairly sure that's not no, his intention I'm definitely here to be <laughs> racist I want to let it be known like I'm coming with the race bait and the hate. Yeah, <laughs> but like the whole, I hope you grow from this moment. Like, what moment are you? What am I? What moment are am I growing from? Why do you think you schooled me on some shit I didn't even say? And what I actually said, the articles that you posted agree with me verbatim. Mm. Like, so clearly, the issue is with me. And if you know, I, I enjoy the listens and I appreciate it. But if it's not your cup of tea, I can't force you to agree with my opinions. You know what I'm saying? Um, the multiple choice shit kind of was. <laughs> it was a little because well, here's the thing. She said she was gonna give you some options, and motherfucker, she gave you options. <laughs> I, I, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, and then uh, you know, I'll try to be uh, mature in the letter, but I'll drop the petty insult here. Uh, I mean, yo, I ain't for everybody. And <laughs> Melody, cool man. Um, this is Ant. I know I said I was gonna get Jay the floor so he could respond to your letter, and and I'm a I'm a. I've done that and I'm going to let him get back to that. But Melody, it's me talking. Um, clearly, I'm the more sensible one on the pod. So clearly understand that when I'm talking to you, I'm definitely not talking at you. I just want to talk to you. Um, you didn't have to drop the petty insult. Um, Melody, I'm very disappointed in the, <laughs> in the petty insult. <laughs> You're not the person I thought you were. <laughs> Drop the music without a sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really that. <laughs> no, nah, man, Melody, for real. I had love for you, and disappointed you did all that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you the, the the least educated and most willfully ignorant, like you got a personal problem. Like, what am I miss? What am I educated? When I'm not educated, like it was you that you. I don't know what you thought you heard. That I don't. I don't think that anti Asian racism exists. I said I don't believe specifically them. Eight people got murdered because that guy thought that they were responsible for COVID. Like yeah. that was the whole purpose of it. That's what I said. I'm having a hard time grasping. And then me and Ant, I was asking questions, and Ant was giving me information. Yeah. Like I didn't come on here and say, "Yo, this shit don't." And and I, the questions I was asking about Twitter when they was like, "Yo, the anti Asian hate has picked up." I'm asking like, "Hate like threats because of coronavirus you know what i'm saying though that's that was the vein of the question so it clearly doesn't seem like that you took it that way and so i can understand um if i heard something i thought somebody was being uh, racist toward black people or whatever or insert 
whatever group here, I would I would feel some type of way. So I understand the letter, I understand all yeah. that shit, but um I think you possibly um there was a miscommunication somewhere. And um I, I think that you addressed that really well. Melody, you know I was just playing. Um I'm I'm not disappointed in the petty part of the letter. I'm actually glad you included that in there because yeah. it allowed us to be able to lighten up the mood a little bit around yeah. that mug. Um but no, man, seriously, if you are um, the the listener that you said you were in the letter, then you know um, one thing we love is our listeners. And one thing we try to do, even when we are joking, even when we are saying something controversial, we always want to make sure that y'all know that there are no real ill intentions coming from this pod, like on anything that we discuss. Right. Like I'm not really upset at Saweetie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and and, and I if, don't really give a fuck about Derek yeah, Jackson. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, no. Derek Jackson can go to fucking hell. He can go on somewhere, dog. Me and him got a scrap. Yeah, nah. He ain't got to go to literal. This nigga said go to St. Louis. Jesus Christ. Shout out to our St. Louis listeners. Like, (laughs) that's the first city I can think of. My bad, St. Louis. God damn it. (laughs) Now Hitman Holler going to be after me. Oh, my God. Now you got the whole bloods on you, dog. Here come fucking... Show what's his brother? Showboat, showboat, or whatever. Whatever the fuck. Show out. Um, but no, man, Melody, we appreciate the direct feedback. Um, and, and that's the sort of, again, to the point we made at the top of this pod, that's the type of engagement we want to have with listeners. We know that y'all ain't always going to agree with something that's set up here. Facts. We're not looking to get one autonomous response to everything we say. We like conversations. We like discourse. We like being able to agree to disagree. Side note. Was that? You know how many niggas hit me up and said they didn't know Oriental was supposed to be a slur? Hey. I'm not shocked about that. You know, like in real life. No, no, no. I have a very real reason why I know that. Because I saw one of my former karate students or or Tang Sudo karate students who was a firstborn or first generation American in an all Korean family. I saw his dad get mad at a restaurant next to where we taught Mm. that said Oriental on the window. I literally saw his dad go off and I didn't understand what he was saying. He said it all in Korean. He was snapping. At this restaurant, bro. And sometimes we believe that the things that we know mm-hmm. and our common knowledge to us is co- our common knowledge to everybody else. Yeah. Give people opportunity to learn something new. Yeah. And make adjustments. And 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 that's, I think, the biggest but piece the jokes of that. But won't stop until the next episode. Yeah. It's like, no. no, real life. <laughs> um, no, but you just said something real poignant right there. Make adjustments. Allow people, again... The growth, the adjustment, the change, maybe not the change in who they are, but more so the change in how they approach certain things or what they think about certain things. Like if Jay didn't know Oriental was a slur until we were in the middle of having a conversation about it being a slur, he may not be able to change or pivot like right in that moment, but it also doesn't mean that he's looking at it and saying, yo, nigga, this shit is funny and it's a joke and calling people whatever their racist slur is, is like humor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, this is not a podcast with two cold hearted motherfuckers on it. It's not. And one thing I am going to defend my brother on, not that he requires me to defend him on anything, but he not ignorant. He not uneducated, willfully ignorant. And, and, but even that, that phrase like willful ignorance, I feel like, it's the difference between being willfully ignorant and just not knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're unaware, eh, so so it's a fine line. That's all I'm saying. I think what she thought was when I was asking questions about 
Twitter and like the the type of mm-hmm. they said it went up nine hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, like you were undermining. No, I think she meant that. So what I meant by that is I was wondering if um, violent tweets saying "Yo, you guys are responsible for." coronavirus which is it, it's fucking retarded that um, people living in america would be responsible for a virus in Wuhan, Wuhan. like that yeah, in itself yeah. it's hard for me to draw, to draw the correlation because like i'm a logically thinking person yeah but i I'm, I'm assuming that she thought that um i had no idea that tweets about asians or asian jokes and things of that nature yeah. like existed and that's not that's not where it was coming from i was talking about yeah. The very specific narrative in this very specific article that I read that week that said, yo, this is why. Here's here's the thing. Um, and this was a conversation that I brought up during that time. You know, I don't like when we black folks see a movement like hashtag stop Asian hate and see what's behind it and then immediately jump in and start saying, oh, well, why y'all going so hard for them? You You never go this hard for when black people shit or when have you ever seen Asians go hard for us? Hey, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but racism is still racism. And here's the thing to the point that we had about gun control. If you can't stop the evil, no matter who it's coming from or who it's directed at, then you're never going to resolve the problem. So one thing we're not trying to do at this podcast, and I'm speaking for my brother Jay, because I know he's on this side with me. We definitely ain't here to extend that racist behavior. Thanks. And when we know that there is racism being directed toward another group, even if that group is not black, I'm not here for it. Even if that group has been racist toward black people before, I'm still not here for it. Cause at the end of the day, whatever racism exists in this world will exist for all of us. If it exists for one group, that's just the facts. Mm-hmm. So I don't want Melody or anybody else to take anything that came from those conversations we had the last couple of weeks about Asians and blend the two together and think that at the end of it, we were trying to joke or take lighthearted or undermine what's really happening with this country and Asian people. We don't want Asian people being racistly attacked, killed or racially attacked, killed, uh, accosted any of that like we don't want that type of behavior to exist because we know if it exists for them it exists for black people we know that for a fact if it's one racist white motherfucker out here who hate asians i guarantee that nigga hate us so that mean that we need to worry about condemning that white motherfucker or that racist motherfucker watch out now yeah 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 i don't and i don't want you to think that this is against uh, an attack on white people it's an attack on racist people yeah not all white people are racist but Jay and Ann ain't racist either. And that's what we want to make sure is understood. Um, but I love the dialogue. Thanks. I love being challenged. You know what I'm saying? I, I can appreciate that she challenged you directly and challenged us directly to be more responsible with our with our words. But I don't want you to mistake different conversations as being a part of the same Thanks. discussion. I, I do enjoy it um, and I do appreciate it. And I mean, if any anytime anybody ever say some shit that we don't agree with that you don't sit with, you know, years ago, uh huh, I'm about to wrap up because snowfall is about to come on. Facts. Years ago, I reached out to Charlemagne. Right. Uh huh. This is before the Breakfast Club. Okay. Him and Louis Duvall, Louis Duvall was doing some shit. What was the American whatever the thing was yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He did a skit about uh, Precious. Him and mm-hmm. him and, and I, I. It just didn't sit right with me. Mm hmm. So 
I guess the nigga emailed and emailed him. <laughs> like this, like this, like who wouldn't secure this as the email? Yeah. So I shot up an email, and much like this letter, expressed the things that I didn't like, and boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Shot me an email back like 10, 15 minutes later, mm. and we exchanged. You know, what I'm saying back and forth because, like most things. It's always a miscommunication, yeah. Or you don't know the intentions behind something. It's like, oh, see, the reason that you felt that way is the re- is the reason why I did this. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. We exchange like, low. I, I appreciate that. If you see something that you don't like, reach out, check, steel sharpen steel. I don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I accept the feedback. Let's build. Um, like let's he's, let's stay in touch. Let's build. And then all that shit happened, and I never wanted to use the contact again. I still mm. got it. And that particular email that I guessed. It still works in iMessage. So. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, but it's valid. Somebody getting it. I said that to say that, uh, like, there is no part of me who was angry or mad at uh, Melody Cool. No, not um, at all. I appreciate the letter. Anytime I didn't say something that, uh, if any motherfucker think, not not saying that you're a motherfucker, but anybody yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> the melody's out of here, bro. Anybody done with think, your shit. Anybody think I didn't say something that it went too far, you just don't like, yo, shoot it. It's, one, it's going to be good content. But two, shoot it. Like, yeah. yo, I don't like this. Or oh, I think you was you was wrong. You was incorrect. You was factually wrong on this particular thing. Yeah. And guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna read that shit and come back on the pod like, yo, two pods ago when I said that such it was three hundred and sixty four, eh, it was really two hundred and sixty seven. Yeah. And I was off yeah. by a hundred or something. Yeah. And yo, um, one last point on this, because uh, again, this definitely ain't an attack on Melody, man. Um I really do appreciate well, that's you. That's her real name. Oh man, well Melody, uh our bad for saying your name <laughs> 365 times on this pod. We really didn't mean that. I thought that was a moniker, but if that's your real name, fake, your last name ain't cool, so anybody don't find cool. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Cool. No, if your name was really Melody Cool, we might have beef for real, dog. But um Nah, man. I appreciate you hitting us up. Um but one thing that I would encourage you to do um, especially if you've been an avid listener since last year and if you've gone back and found yourself listening to old pods to get caught up on things we've talked about in the past. One thing that you know about us from doing that is that we are not one podcast. We are not one topic on one three-hour podcast. We are a whole litany of conversations and discussions and that one conversation that you didn't enjoy from Jay is definitely or shouldn't be enough to turn you away from the full pod. Like she don't like the conspiracies. Yeah. I didn't got one last week. Did yeah. I? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Um, but <laughs> continue listening here. Don't tune in the shot. Um, I literally was about to say, don't ever listen to Jay and Dame. I hate to take away a listener from my brothers, but if you don't like what Jay is saying on this week in culture, you definitely don't want to hear that nigga on shop talk. I will say this, even though uh, Dame is going to piss you off more than Jay on there. Facts. I'm the bad guy on this shit pod. I'm the yeah. good guy on, on shop, shop talk. talk. That's a fact. It's um, I don't know how that happened or, but it, 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 it is happens. What it, is. it happens. But um, melody, we appreciate you appreciate the directness and the honesty. One last thing. Yep. Because she gave me multiple choice. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, yo, I had to do one petty thing. Mm-hmm. I almost went extremely petty. <laughs> because I almost went John John to Don. Yeah. And I had to give her that. And give it a D. A? Is it A? But I was like, am I going Am I actually going to pin some? I'm like, no, I'm not going to pin that. But, no, it was, but please believe it was going to be D. 
all of the above. Yeah. Those yeah. who know who John John the Don is, yeah. if you know, you know. It make a whole lot of sense, man. Um, And one last thing I want to say before we get out of here. I just got a little bit of notes for um Derek Jackson. Something I thought of during the last couple parts of this conversation that I want to say to my dog. Tell Derek Jackson, I said, Hey, man. It's been an excellent episode. Really appreciate all y'all. Melody Cool, we love you. Appreciate the listens. Um, We'll be back with the Snowfall Pod in a couple hours. It's coming. In the meantime, I'm Ant. That's my co-host, my brother, Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 155. We not racist. We out.